This is Late Night Health. We are live from Supply Side West in Las Vegas, Nevada. We're going to be talking about CBD. This is, uh, we've been talking about it from everybody, but somebody who actually produces and sells it. We're going to be spending some time with Jonathan Teeters. He is the general manager of the Zuka out of Castle Rock, uh, um, Colorado. Colorado. And um, we'll talk about CBD. So let's talk about your background. You've been involved in the cannabis CBD industry for about what five, six years? Yeah, formally as a you know leading companies for since 2013, actually. Um, when I moved back to Seattle and was able to get my feet back into sort of the family business at the time, which was a dope magazine and the, and the legal cannabis industry that was emerging there uh, with an MBA. Uh, at that time, there weren't a lot of MBAs in cannabis anywhere, uh, so I found you know quick purchase and. And uh, grew that company, you know, with uh, excellent employees and amazing team and, and a fun place. And then ended up moving to California. And now I'm in Colorado, all working for different companies, back to Seattle again. Uh, so I've had, you know, like this industry, you know, you have to stay very flexible and, and go as it goes. Uh, and I've had some success doing that. I'm really excited now to kind of get onto the more um, CPG, the more scale-ready side where we can have a product that can go across the entire country, essentially. Uh, that was the next big challenge that I was looking forward to, and Azuka offered that opportunity. One of the things that I'm confused about, and I think a lot of people are, is that CBD is federally not allowed. It's not. It's illegal. But they've kind of turned their head, right? Uh, two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, the House passed the uh, the banking laws. Uh, now Safe it has to go to the Safe Banking Act. Because if you go to a medical marijuana uh, uh, dispensary, a lot of times you have to have, you know, cash for your prescription. And that's why they've got an arm card there, yeah. you know, which is because they're making a deposit that night for could be thousands and thousands oh, yeah. of dollars. Um, where are we with CBD? I mean, is it legal? Is it not legal? Or does so, it depend on where you live? It's my interpretation. Like, uh, oddly, like, amongst a lot of these brands that are in here, uh, we're choosing to be in the space that is the one that is the most uncertain, and that is CBD and food. Hemp CBD and food, right? That's the one area where the FDA says we're working on it, my understanding. Other than that, if you're putting um, hemp in tinctures and in topicals, the 2018 Farm Bill um, cleared up, as far as I understand, the, the legality of using hemp under 0.3% THC, which that they cleared up the definition of industrial hemp in that right. bill. And then also said if it's under 0.3, it is then legal to be in these products, except if you're putting it in food, because that's a food issue, and we have the FDA to manage all of that, and, and uh, the simplicity of topicals and, and the applications of tinctures, they just fell into a different category. So everything from uh, hemp, and they also said hemp seed, and the, seed, the stalks and things could be used in food, so they clarified that. There was no question about hemp seed in food. Uh, but where we are right now is that uh, generally speaking, uh, still a lot of people perceive that you can just ship hemp everywhere and do all the things. It's not quite the case because if you state go on laws, the online, if you go on on the net, you can find and you re- research, uh, do a Google search on CBD or Bing or whoever you use. Mm-hmm. There are thousands of companies that pop up and they'll sell it to you. Yes, even if yes they're not supposed to. Well, you know, like many things in life, uh, running a business is also about judgment, uh, and fortunately. 
know, a lot of us have great lawyers who are doing their best to interpret the FDA uh, laws. Now we have a lot of folks who are helping us, you know, learn compliance from the food side, not just the cannabis side and the hemp side. When you put that together now um, with a lot of highly financed companies, I think you're getting what now is developing to be a fairly safe path forward. And again, like I came from cannabis, right? We had the coal memo for many years that basically it described how they were going to turn a blind eye, Mm -hmm. but it didn't change the laws technically, right? At the federal level. I think that we're in a similar space right now for hemp. We have to do the best we can. The good actors are going to succeed. Some bad ones will, and then they will be, you know, they'll get letters from the FDA and other things, right? We've seen that happen, you know, to many large brands. I've seen that happen in the supplement industry over mm-hmm. the years, too. Yeah. With, we talked earlier with somebody from the um, NSF, uh, yep. which is a testing company, uh, a testing organization. And we don't know what the high level would be. Uh, I've noticed that on your packaging, it's 25 milligrams, okay? But you weigh just about four or five pounds more than I do. Yeah. Okay. Is that going to affect me, do you know, uh, the same way? Do I need less? Do I need more? Yeah. Do you need more? So uh, that is a gaping hole in the direction that the FDA has given us. I think it's partly what we're, many of us who provide comments to the FDA are trying to find out so that we can understand what operable ranges are. I think that there are several layers of that question. One is that not all CBD in food is the same. Um, you know, we uh, differentiate ourselves by having um, you know, nine patents now on a process that um, basically takes us entirely out of the fishbowl that is nano anything, right? Still, this industry is being led by industry leaders who are pushing nanotechnology and things. And while that seems hip and cool, you know, in the cannabis side, we've seen it for five or six years. It's not that brand new, right? Um, the cannabis reality is, being... Uh, the marijuana side, marijuana. Yes, for lack of a better way to put that, um, the regulated state right. cannabis side. Uh, so it's not all the same, right? You, you you have things like digestive loss, right? If the way you're ingesting your canopy or CBD is through a tincture, right, and you're just swallowing it down, you're going to lose a bunch of that, right, through digestion. So you know, industry leading products that are exploring new ways to infuse food, like we are, um, are getting smaller and smaller. And and our our process really, I mean, it, it's called time technology, right? Time infusions. And that stands for thermodynamic individual molecular encapsulation. So basically with heat, we take every individual CBD molecule and we encapsulate it. And what that allows is for really swift uptake. It goes right into the, crosses the blood-brain barrier in your mouth. And most of it is in before it really gets digested. So when I eat this piece of chocolate, okay, I should keep, I shouldn't chew it. I should... (laughs) It's really good chocolate, so you want yeah. to keep it in your mouth, right? Got it. Uh, 61% dark, Valrhona dark chocolate. So what you'll find Ooh. is that it tastes like just like really high-quality chocolate and not hemp, if you know what hemp and CBD taste like. Yeah, they because taste like I mowed my lawn. Oh, absolutely. It smells like that, tastes like that, and sometimes it tastes even worse when you concentrate it, right? Um, but we were created by a chef to really solve food problems. This wasn't a, you know, a guy from the weed industry who's like, how do I make the next best thing? This was a chef, a very successful chef in New York City and in Japan, Ron Silver. Uh, runs Bubby's Restaurants in New York, if you know New York restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, but at any rate, he said, you know, I want to cook with this stuff. I want to use it in food, but I can't put oil into chocolate. I can't just go drop tons of oil into things that shouldn't have oil, right? It, you know, it's like a, a hollandaise sauce. It's very fragile. Right. You know? It's a lot of these things. Uh, you can't heat it too much. You can't do a lot of, you can't freeze it. You can't put it on a shelf and expose it to light because eventually, you know, a lot of these nano products that say they're water soluble, they will, you know, they'll, they'll fall out of, yeah, they'll deteriorate. 
So he, um, you know, he's a very smart gentleman and did a lot of research to find things that are already being used in other foods and a lot of the applications that we see here, but just not with the, um, the chef's artistic inspiration to really make it work, right? Um, and so we're different. Back to your main question, though, is more better or whatever? It's really for each person, and that's really how the endocannabinoid system works. You know, uh, I am a football player and all these things, so I've got lots of pain, joint issues, bad hips, bad ankles. You're young. I am young, but I feel old. You know, I don't need to go down that road right now. Um, but CBD really helps for me, right? Right. And while we can't make medical claims, you know, that's another thing that is very clear. I can't tell you what this does. It's like a supplement. You have to... Everybody finds how, what works for them. Right. For me, working at these shows all day where I'm on my feet for 12 to 14 hours... I munch on one of these coins about once every three or four hours. You only gave me one. Well, I didn't know what I was walking into. Okay. You can you can stop by our booth too and come back and buy and grab a bunch right. more. And, All right. But um, I don't. It's great. I'm not a. Uh, th- th- I said this before. I'm the only guy who lived in the '60s who never smoked. I just. I, I don't. My like dad the still smell. tells me he didn't smoke. He came from the '60s. I'm not sure I believe him. <laughs> okay. Uh, believe me. Okay. I've tried it three or four times over the years. Just it doesn't do anything for me. Uh, because of the smoke aspect, eating it, uh, somebody gave me a, a brownie without telling me. Okay, surprise! And, surprise! Yeah. And going back to that lawn mower mm-hmm. taste, it was it was the worst thing I've ever put in my mouth. It was terrible. Where do you think the industry's going? There are a lot of booths here. I mean, I don't know how many booths there. Carrie, sure. how many booths do we have? More than... 1,300. Wow. I, more than... I, I still didn't hear. 1,300, I think. 1,300 yeah. booths. Many of them. Thank you, Carrie. Carrie is the uh, PR person for uh, Informant. Thank you. Uh, 1,300 booths. I don't know what the percentage is, but a lot of them are selling CBD products in one form or another. The public wants this, but they also want it to be safe. Yeah. Uh, you have a QR code, so I can... Scan the code on the package and find out where it was grown, yep. how it was, when it was processed, and then put into chocolate or whatever. Yeah, so uh, we actually you know, we're staking our you know our name on the fact that we test everything at least three times before it comes to you, right? Uh, while we don't grow our own hemp, uh, we source the best product. We test it coming in. We actually test it uh, as it turns into these little flakes here. This is our actual proprietary. Uh, base ingredient. It's a dry, tasteless flake that is shelf-stable and everything. That allows it to be put into chocolate or put into drinks and things. So you actually sell this to manufacturer, food manufacturers? Yes. For the ones who don't want to use a, a sugar or chocolate as a culinary ingredient, this is really the scalable industrial application, uh, which we're exploring. You know, we have uh, we're, we license this technology to THC companies as well in several states now. And this is what we work with with them typically is a, a flake that they can then um, infuse and uh, put into the products. So the, the uh, Zuka is not a flaky company, really? No, no. We're, <laughs> we're, we're rooted in just the culinary goodness. I love it. Um, what, would, what happens if the feds say, shut down, everybody, no more CBD? You think it's going to go away? You uh, think I mean, the, I, public, the public will have an outcry yeah so um, my first career was in politics uh, and I understand how movements and you know how things move (laughs) 
as uh, in, in societies. And this isn't going anywhere, which is why the FDA feels so much scrutiny to uh, always tell us that they're trying as fast as they can to clear this up. I think there's a really clear resounding voice that, you know, when, when my grandpa and grandma, my parents, you know, are relying on this, on this on a daily basis and it literally is changing the way that they move in the world and like the smile on their face and it's not getting them high and it's, you know, essentially legal everywhere. Right now, uh, you can't put a genie back in a bottle in, in some cases, right? Or whatever, however you want to do that. We're going to figure this out. Um, my anticipation is that they're going to uh, have dosage limits, much like we do in the cannabis space, right? They're going to decide at the FDA level, like, per, you know, by body weight and other things, like how much is good or the recommended doses. Uh, we'll have to operate within those rules. A lot of people, um, even some of the people who might be here, won't make that transition mm-hmm. or they're not getting ready for it now. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, the companies who are, are going to garner the most trust now and are doing it right are the ones who are not preparing for what they have to do right now to be compliant, but they're actually looking, you know, 18 months to two years ahead. And they're also listening very closely and engaged in the conversation, right? Um, if you're sitting it out and just hoping to read the tea leaves, uh, you're going to be left out. And I think Azuka, you know, and, uh, we are really focused on uh, staying compliant and staying aware of what's going on, but also understanding that we need products that uh, fit right into people's daily life so that it's not easy and to doing that, them. mixing it with the food. What yes. else does Azuka do? Or do you just have the, the CBD and the cannabis division? So we have a CBD and a cannabis division. Um, and we're uh, exporting to the UK now. Um, we're about ready to announce two very large um, edibles brands in this country that are uh, going to be powered by Azuka. Um, you know, just we're, we're, we're striking deals all over the place. And really, for us, we were just quietly walking and going through the steps and getting the validation that we need so that whether it's on the THC side when the federal pro- prohibition is, you know, lifted up or, you know, in Canada where they just launched their, you know, THC-infused edibles programs um, just a couple days ago, two days ago maybe. Wow. Um, you know, we're ready to seize that opportunity and, you know, our partners are going to really testify to what we can do. And then on the CBD side, we have a brand. And right now, if you follow the cannabis industry, really, you know, the, the, the mod- mantra is that brands win. Right. Right now, and that's what customers want because just in regular CPG products, brands win, right? People don't want to have to think it through and really do a lot of research. They want to know why they can trust a brand, and then they want to just be able to know that they can count on it. And that's really the space that we're trying to stake out here. And one of the things that I, I, I like what you said is that you test it coming in mm-hmm. while you're making and, and as it goes out, which is what you're supposed to do yeah. um, with the supplement industry. Yeah. I mean, Right. And it's not just potency. We don't want to, you know, while it's good for us to be able to know exactly how much is in here of CBD, we also do heavy metals testing. We do pesticide testing. So, um, you know, those are things that the best companies do in the cannabis side as well. Uh, and in food, you have to do at some point also. Yeah. So we recognize that that transparency is really a, a value and an ethic that um, in this space, it's the best way to make sure you don't get shut down. Got it. Because uh, if you don't have anything to hide, then you put it out there and follow the rules and you're more likely to get like a you know an opportunity to correct the record and rather at, than get shut down and at the same time you're providing something that the public wants yes right yeah and we're excited to get out there and get this in the hands of more people got it well uh, if, if g- the general public is interested the website is azuka.co azuka.co will get you to the brand page right and then from there you can click shop and uh, it'll take you over to our cbd store uh, our hemp cbd store Right, and they can buy a bunch of these products, and then we have a whole new line of packaging and a whole new website that's uh, just getting ready to be hatched. 
Uh, so in just about two or three weeks, we'll have a whole new user experience hey. uh, and really be ready to blast the doors off this thing. Well, maybe we'll be able to talk about it again there. Azuka, A-Z-U-C-A dot C-O. A-Z-U-C-A dot C-O. This is Late Night Health, powered by Pod Clips, and we thank Mike Anderson and the group uh, for uh, for sponsoring us here at Late, at, uh, late Night Health Live from Supply Side West. Uh, Jonathan, keep in touch. Don't go away. Sit there. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I'm Mark Allen here on Late Night Health. We have the music coming up. And uh, there it is. And as we hear that music, we know that it's time for me to be quiet for a few minutes. We'll have some more people uh, talking about a wide variety of things uh, during uh rest of the day till about uh, 3 o'clock, 3.30 uh, Pacific Coast time. Uh, don't go away. We'll have more very soon as Late Night Health continues. Attention anyone looking for hand sanitizer. Sanitizing your hands and surfaces is one of the best ways to fight COVID-19. The FDA recently published new guidelines for the production of hand sanitizer during this public health emergency. Most commonly used hand sanitizers are not compliant. Here's the good news. You can now get the hand sanitizer you're looking for that meets FDA guidelines to fight COVID-19. Introducing Halo CV, one of the first hand sanitizers available in the U.S. that's formulated specifically for COVID-19 and meets both FDA FDA and CDC guidelines. Get yours now at halocv.com. That's H-A-L-O-C-V.com. Halo CV can be used on all surfaces, such as countertops, doorknobs, and shopping carts, in addition to your hands. Made in the USA, Halo CV is formulated specifically for COVID-19. Be safe, stay home, and sanitize your hands and surfaces with Halo CV. Go to halocv.com, and we'll rush your order to you today. That's halocv.com. H-A-L-O-C-V.com. Go to halocv.com. Dot com.